Hello everyone, your editor Daryl here. We had some technical difficulties this week that affected the sound quality and caused the episode to sound rather echoey. I apologize and we should have it fixed for next week. I would also like to give a warning that during the news segment, Morris and Peter use, um, how should I say it? The voice-controlled Amazon robot device whose name will set off said device. So if you happen to own one of those devices and you listen on your speakers, be prepared. But without further ado, on with the show. Today's podcast is sponsored by Grimlick's Animal Avatars and Familiars for personages of a magical or sorcerous persuasion. Wow, they really picked a name that rolls off the tongue. Grimlicks stocks creatures of all sizes, from magical cockroaches, enchanted boa constrictors, all the way through to medium-sized cats and trick bears. All of these familiars are perfectly suited for enhancing the image of... Uh, honestly, familiars are so last century. I've been using the Scribone 8 Plus for a year now, and I'm very happy with it. What? Oh... Go to Grimlick's Animal Avatars and Familiars if you want a ridiculous and glorified pet. All the tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I, as always, am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Rawplayers. Russ, as ever, it's an epic pleasure to be here. Hello, Peter. All right, you're on a video right now. Am I? I don't know if uh, I don't know if the listeners will actually get to see this video, but you are oh. on a video right over there, right now. No, I, I think this is a bad plan. <laughs> it was your idea. What? No! <laughs> you, can't, you can't prove anything. I can, it's all mission. <laughs> Only if they get to see it. Which we'll have none of. <laughs> hey, can we do some RPG news? Yes, we should. Alright, let's do some RPG news. Yeah. Beats. Um, Pro or gone? For or against? Well, I can't describe myself as either Quentin Tarantino or. Um, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Buffy, Josh, whatever his name is. Whedon. Yeah. Josh Whedon? Yeah. Oh, that's a good defeat. Oh, okay. And I, I knew Tarantino was in my head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. well, also, the uh, people over at D&D Beyond are well into feet. Totally into They keep releasing stats about them and everything. Well, it's not that many stats, surely. They've got, like, charts oh, and like, diagrams. Maybe three to 12 inches? I mean, <laughs> wait, wait. Are you talking about feet? Yes. Oh, well, I think so, so. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes. Um, so do you remember they did feats a while back it was in 2018 um, and they told us how many characters um, what percentage of the characters used feats and also at what level and also which were the most popular feats all those three things yeah, yeah I, 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 I vaguely recalled that there was such information imparted okay. so we've updated this they've done it again Woo. and now it's not 2018 it's 2020 it's 2017 well that's not how the near time works damn it <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't have a podcast in 2017. So, so what year is it? 2020. It is 2020. <laughs> it's been for like about six, seven weeks now. <laughs> oh, okay, let's do this. So, uh, so, so we got the, we got the charts here, and yeah. um, well, um, this is very visual. But anyway, oh, yeah, so uh, so these are 2018. You see, you see between 2018 and 2020, it hasn't changed an awful lot. No, not so, in the distribution of. Feats 
like vaguely according to roughly tier. Yeah, so uh, uh, levels one to three, it was 4%. Okay. Characters had feats both in uh, 2018 and now. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Levels four to seven, 34%, hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, levels eight to 11, mm-hmm. it's gone up slightly from 49 to 51. Yeah. Uh, levels 12 to 16, up slightly 58 to 60, mm-hmm. and levels 17 to 60, up slightly 57 to 59. Yeah, I mean, so that's not so generally a tiny increase, but not yeah. very much of an increase. Not, no, nothing worth chatting yeah. about. So that's, that's, the, that's the sort of number of people using these. Yeah. Uh, we've also got a look at the top feats. Right. Oops, that just press one. No, yeah. no. Top feats uh, yeah. in 2018 and the top feats now. Right. So do you, uh, you probably don't remember in 2018 what they were. Do no, you remember? That'd be amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping stuff like Polon Master is quite high. Okay. Yeah. That's um, all my favourite feet. So number one back then was Warcaster. Oh, okay, yeah. It's still sense. Warcaster. Yes. Number two was Tough, mm-hmm. and it's still Tough. Yes. Number three was Lucky. Extra hit points. No way you with extra hit points. Always good. So number three was Lucky. That has dropped oh. down to position number five. Because oh. number three is now Sharpshooter. Ah, oh, wow, well, Sharpshooter. It's classic for a reason. Yeah. Number four was Sharpshooter, yeah. uh, which is now being replaced by Observant. Excellent. Number five was Observant, which is now Lucky. Uh. So it's the same five, top five in a slightly different order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically it's Warcaster, Tough, Lucky, Sharpshooter and Observant, all in the top five, a little bit of shuffling around, but... Yeah, well, well, Warcast makes a lot of sense. Warcast, so if you look at the graph, it's way ahead of the others. Yeah. And Warcast, then a massive drop, and then the others, you know, really shallow. Well, it's still only 13% of feats in 2020, and uh, 10% of feats, 11, we'll call it, in 2018. So it's saying quite consistent. Uh, no, so it's 10.8? Oh, yeah, 10.3. 10.3 is up to 10, 13. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we also got also the top feats per class. Now, what's the least popular feat? The least popular feat that they measured was skilled at yeah. 2%. That's legit. Uh, and they've got loads of them at 2% and 3% down here. Uh, Actor, Keenline, Crossbow Expert, Polon Master in at 3%. Ooh. Shield Master, Apology, Resilient, oh. Elven Equity, and Skill. Okay, well, some of those are gated behind what species you're playing, what race you have. Yeah, that's going to reduce how often yeah. they're used, obviously. Um, but yes, I mean, and some of them are just bad, like, skilled is very situational. Mm. Uh, okay, but I see actor has become, oh, well, it's about the same popularity. <laughs> uh, any surprises in there? I am surprised by Polar Master. Where's Great Weapon Master? Oh, there we are. Yeah, that's, that's still, what, 5%? Yeah, just mm. about. And then we got the top feats by class yes. in 2018 mm. and uh, current, so Barbarian. The top feat was Great Weapon Master. Oh. You forecast it, yeah. <laughs> and it's still Great Weapon Master is very good at Barbarian. Looking at all these Guard, yeah. uh, Actor, Actor, Player, yes. Warcaster, Warcaster, Druid, Observant has been replaced by Warcaster. Oh. Ranger, Sharpshooter, Sharpshooter. Yeah. Paladin Warcaster has been replaced by Sentinel. Yeah, makes sense. Monk, mobile, mobile. Mm-hmm. Fighter, great weapon master has been replaced by sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a switch from uh, melee to mm. uh, ranged. Rogue, sharpshooter has been replaced by alert. No. Sorcerer, warcaster, warcaster. Warlock, yeah. warcaster, warcaster. Wizard, warcaster, warcaster. Yeah. So basically spellcasters are all gone for warcaster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd be quite interested to, to see a sort of a feats per tier mm. because for say a bard 
um, actor makes a bit of sense, mm -hmm. but for a lot of the time, they'll want to max out their charisma first, because yeah. now you get to level five, all your uh, bardic inspiration is back on a short rest, so you're like, fine. I have all my spells, and the short rest thing to mm -hmm. let me sprinkle some bardic magic around the place, so yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, sorry, I'm probably far too into that. You nerd. Oh, You're such a geek. I should go on an RPG just, podcast or something. Yeah, I don't even know why I hang around with you. It's just like... It could be worse. I could be listening to an RPG podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Fantasy Flight Games. Oh, yeah. So do you remember they were laying off a lot of staff back in January? Like yeah. In January, we found out they were um, they laid off like 15 staff. Mm -hmm. Cut the RPG department down to about two full-time staff and went freelancers. Yeah. And uh, there's a similar thing happening with the board games that was being cut a bit, mm -hmm. and their fantasy play interactive thing, mm -hmm. which was um, the thing on their thing, you know. Their web presence <laughs> and, and do their the, board games the, online. The interactive thing on the thing. Uh, mm -hmm. That. Yeah, so it's that's been closed. Oh, so that's nice. Yeah. Oh. Well, maybe um, it wasn't very popular, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Did they say why? This one, the situation has gotten worse. Oh dear. This is bad news. We get a finish in a new tab. There we go. So, um, it turns out, according to the people over at D20 Radio, mm -hmm. that Fantasy Flight Games isn't just laying off a bunch of staff. Mm -hmm. They are now discontinuing all RPG development. Oh, so, Because Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Legend of the Five Rings. Oh, damn. And their Genesis Universal System. Yeah, right. You think we should look at the camera occasionally? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're like the worst presenters ever. We haven't even acknowledged the fact that the camera's there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, all currently announced uh, products are going to be produced. Yeah. But in the long term, RPG production is ending. Yes. So there's a whole bunch of speculation about why this is. Because mm -hmm. um, FFG's owner is Asmodi. Yes. That's owned by, by a French company called PAI Partners, right. an equity firm, okay. who bought it from another equity firm called Eurasio. Eurasio. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the actual reasons are just you know, conjecture. Mm -hmm. No one really knows why. But um, someone on Twitter, Katrina Ostrander, who's one of the uh, one of the staff over at Fantasy Fight Games, someone asked um, her on Twitter mm -hmm. whether this is true, and she was like, yeah. This is the answer I gave to people asking about the L5R RPG when I ran it this weekend. Right. That sounds to me like confirmation directly from someone at FFG. Yep. That's bad news. Yeah. And what's going to happen with your Star Wars license then? Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> ridiculous enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they're more than. Well, I, I, I heard. I heard a rumor that Medicus has only picked up seven thousand four hundred twenty-three licenses this week. Oh, so, so it could do. Well. It could do with another. Yeah, they, yeah. those are record numbers. They yeah. numbers. Yeah. 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 Uh, right, so there's an announcement of a reveal of a teaser of a reveal of an announcement of a trailer of some footage of Bandersgate 3. What? Favourite type of, oh, uh, of news scoop. I, I can't wait news. for this news about news that's a potentially news at some point. <laughs> yes, so what's actually happened is, let's have a look. Yes. Uh, they released an announcement. Really? Well, they just wanted to jump right into They released a video called Worldwide Reveal Announcement. Yes. And in this video, yes. they announce yes. that on Thursday, the 27th of February, right. at PAX East, yes. they are going to be releasing live, on stage, yes. some gameplay footage from Baldur's Gate 2. That sounds like a trade to me. And then they'll be streaming it 
on YouTube. Okay. And then you have to look at the announcement trailer for all the details about the gameplay reveal. They literally say that. Take a look at our, so they've got an announcement, yeah. which says, the announcement says, yeah. take a look at our announcement trailer, so right. the announcement says, take a look at our announcement trailer right. for all the details about the gameplay reveal, and to right. get a sneak peek at our booth. It's a four stage thing. Well, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that they've been layering. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, if, you, if, you, if you're into Browser Skate which I am, yes. keep an eye on YouTube, I guess, and, um, and check that out when it, when it happens. Uh, but like, when it comes out, I will know because people will be like, Ah, Browser Skate 3 is so exciting! Okay, what's wrong? Uh, Browser Skate 3 is so exciting. <laughs> uh, I shall be sure to look at it then. Uh, unless I do a Kickstarter, in which case I'll be over there going, Take my money! Hey, do you remember Bob Bledsaw, the second of his noble lineage? Ah, yes, yes. Bob, Bob Bledsaw II. Do you yes, yes. yes. Bob, the second. Bob yes. Bledsaw the second. Bob King Bob Bledsaw the second. Bob Bledsaw II, electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. That, that Bob Bledsaw. Yes. Okay, so, we just did a sketch where we're pronouncing really difficult names, and suddenly neither of us can say Bob Bledsaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yes, we should. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so, the Dutch is good thing. Yes. So, do you remember that uh, Frog God Games and, 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 Drive Through RPG? Drive Through RPG, and what was the third company? Oh, someone whose name I can't remember. And the third company all, yeah. all announced that they were no longer going to be doing business. I, I think two of them said, mm, we, we're not dealing with this. This, this guy's like really bad. No more of him. And uh, another one was waiting to make an announcement. So okay. that's Goodman Games. Goodman Games, right. So Goodman Games, yeah. this week, yeah. released a video. Oh, not unlike this video. Actually, very unlike this video. <laughs> they had a thing we call production values. And also... They had money? <laughs> well, no, it wasn't so much that, but they actually had something important to say. Whereas we... Oh, yeah. We have important things to say, and give us an hour and 45 minutes, someone gets to the point. Well, the important thing they were saying was they were commenting on Bob Bledsaw II's, Bob Bledsaw II's, Electric Boogaloo's comments, racist oh. comments that he made oh. on Facebook, and they, uh, they are a couple of years into development of a book which is a compilation of a whole bunch of Judges Guild material yeah. from back in the day. Okay. And they're right near the end of that. Oh. And they're like, look, we're still going to produce that book. Yeah. If we've done all this so far. However, they are going to donate the profits of it, mm-hmm. or a portion of the profits, I think it is, yeah. to charity. So they want to cover so the profits, because they still have to get people to buy it to cover the costs yeah. that they have some hint yes, with it. Yeah. Um, before they presumably found out yeah. that somebody liked to fill the air with racism. So uh, apparently Joseph Goodman contacted Bob Bledsaw II. Yes. Not Bob the Bledsaw Why can't they say that name? Bob Bledsaw III or Bob Bledsaw the First. The power of might compels you. <laughs> I can't say it. The power of might compels you. It's not a hard Bledsaw. It shouldn't be hard, Bledsaw. Uh, at least you're not saying Bob Bledsaw. Bob Bledsaw. Bob Bledsaw. So what's happening with Bed Bob Saw? Oh, we're so professional. Saw Bob Bled? <laughs> anyway. Number two. Uh, he has uh, agreed to give his uh, royalties yeah. to charity also. The owner of Good Names. 
No, you only judge his guilt. The guy who made the racist comments. Ah, I see. Yes, yes. So he, oh, he ethically did do that. But he has kind of doubled down on his statement because he then posted another sort of uh, thing that I think it sounds like he thought it was explaining and justifying his comments and put them into a context uh, which everyone would go, oh, that's all right then. Yeah. Unfortunately, everyone went to it and read it and went, let's oh. just make it even worse. <laughs> I see. I think they call this doubling down. Yes. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, someone yeah. handed him a spade and he went ahead with gusto. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, well, I think it's more of a rain of spades that sends him. He seized one in both hands and was like, hey! Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, what's, that's what's happening there. So Goodman Games are then thereafter no longer going to do business yes. with Judges Guild. Uh, okay. They're going to put this book out yes. and profits are going to go to charity. Okay. This seems reasonable. Mm. Okay then, ah. uh, it's one week left in the bundle of holding for Judge Dredd and what's all his new... Ooh, you can get Judge Dredd and what's all his new... It's, one week. it's not even one week actually, it's, it's Monday, yeah. and today's Friday, this podcast goes out tomorrow, which is Saturday, so literally two days left. If you're lucky mate. Two days left yeah. until that ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monty Cook Games, big Kickstarter launched. There's a, there's a big picture of Rick and Morty on your iPad screen. Again, again, okay. Calm down, calm yourself. Monty Cook Games yeah. Kickstarter launch. Yes. Victorious, uh, the 700 page campaign setting. Oh, yes, yeah. Make you guess how much it's done. Oh, more than half a million. Okay. <laughs> 750 chances. <laughs> it has done. £278,124. Ah. I don't know what that is in dollars, and at the moment, Kickstarter is a bit broken in that it's not converting things. I think it's about uh, 3 million USD. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Uh-huh. Alexa, what's, what's $278,000 in pounds? £278,000 is £214,955. No. I'm an idiot. Alexa, what's two hundred and seventy-eight thousand pounds in dollars? Two hundred and seventy-eight thousand pounds is one hundred and twenty-six point one tons. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 I'll give up. <laughs> Alexa, what is two hundred and seventy-eight thousand British pounds in US dollars? Two hundred and seventy-eight thousand pounds is three hundred and fifty-nine thousand four hundred and seventy-nine US dollars and sixty-six cents. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's really very, very well. About three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, might have yeah. yeah. So uh, it's got twenty-eight days to go. It's got two and a half thousand backers. Nice. Uh, and it's about a hundred and something dollars to get the uh, to get the the physical book. Mm. But it's very big, it's like 700 pages, it's very nice. 700 pages, wow. And there was 700 pages, plus you get a whole load of about another 300 pages of PDFs with how, it. How much is the, what was the uh, PHB in, what's a Pathfinder 2nd edition? That's about 300. No, no, 600. 5 or 600, isn't it? Yeah, okay, so it's a really meaty, mm. really meaty turk. So it's bigger than that, but I could only pay it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a famously big book. Yes, extremely big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like fine. That's the club every week. I tell you that. Yeah. So, um, yes. Kickstarter. 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 We were talking about Kickstarter. So let's continue on my Kickstarter thing. Oh yes, Kickstarter employees—they have officially finalised their vote to unionise. 
Oh, okay. Cool. Kickstarter United. Yes. And they've been certified. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a union. Mm. And, um, yeah. So you can now collectively bargain with Kickstarter and do all the unique things that unions do. Yeah. Um, whilst maintaining a happy and, I imagine, very profitable company. Yeah. yeah. You do. Oh, this little panda. Oh, we haven't covered Rick and Morty yet. Why is there a panda? Well, the Rick and Morty thing's comic. Ah, uh, yes. Why not Rick and Morty thing's comic? Has there been a new thing about it? Uh, a review. Ah. Oh, yes, I've read that. That's why yeah, I heard this. Yeah. review. Uh, That's so, a red panda with a... So this is from Paizo's oh. preview of the upcoming Pathfinder Game Mastery Guide. Ooh. And they've got the monster creation rules, which they've put online. Yes. And they, well, they put, they sort of discussed them a bit and they gave an example mm-hmm. of what you can create. And then there's this video where you could, where they discuss the monster creation rules. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of the Pathfinder stuff seems to be on this, uh, what's it, Archives of Nerefis, which is... That's their SRD, where they yeah. put their SRD, yeah. yeah. That's pretty pretty handy, really. Yeah. 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 They used to have the uh, Pathfinder reference document mm-hmm. on their site, and yeah. I guess they decided to... I think they still do. Yeah. It, it's A-E-O-N or something? A-E-O-N? Because I know, when I was looking at it the other day, mm-hmm. that, um, it offered me the option of looking at Pathfinder first aid material. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so um, um, Pathfinder Game Master guys. So, so Logan Bonner and Adam Dable from Paizo. Yeah. They appeared on a Twitch stream, which you can see on YouTube, and they showed off the rules for monster building. And uh, they created a, uh, a creature called an Ailuran. Ailuran. A I L U R A N. Oh, Ailuran. Ailuran. So, reclusive bay with an obsession for silver. Yeah, and then, okay. then we've got four stats for them. But that, then, that's like a cat thing. Like an Ilurophobe that's more of a fear of cats. Okay, I agree. Yeah, and they've got a new perception, the creature's got a new perception ability called Silver Sense. Silver Sense? Silver Sense. Right. Like, as I presumably it can sense silver. Mm. It's like, oh, you've got silver. Back off, Mr. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, my cat. Uh, maybe that's the, their version, because it's like based off a cat, maybe. So, like, when I open up a packet of cat food, my cat's like, oh, hi. I'm like, where did you spring from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Petto is I know that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, got some sad news. Oh, yeah. Uh, founder of West End Games, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Scott uh, Porter, mm-hmm. he uh, passed away. Oh, dear. Um, so, uh, West End Games, obviously, they produced the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. RPG, which is one of my favourite RPGs of all time. Yeah. And the best end game, Star Wars RPG, which yeah. is a very, very good Star Wars RPG. I'm very fond of it. Right, yeah. um, James Bond as well, I think they did. Uh, did they do James Bond? I think so. I don't know, they did Paranoia and Torg. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, he passed away He passed away this week, last week. And, um, yes, sad times. Oh. Well, condolences to his family. Yeah. Right yeah. And on that note, I think that is... The end of the news already. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we should probably do is talk about Kickstarters. What Kickstarters is coming up? So we've got the ultimate guide to alchemy crafting and enchanting for 5e. This is Egg and Breed's uh, like little yeah. column that Egg does, which has all the yeah the weekly crowdfunding. Yeah, yeah, this is by Nord Games. Twenty dollars for the PDF. Right. Uh, we've got um, an RPG zine or zine or zine or zine 
Zing Zang, Zang Zing, called Accessible Gaming Quarterly, a oh. quarterly zine about tabletop RPG accessibility. That's $28 for the annual four-issue subscription. Uh, how much is that? $24 for... For... Four issues. $28 for four issues. Yeah, all right. Might that pun. Mm. Um, ooh. Dakuma, the R&D for your RPG. Oh, the R&D for your RPG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, by Golden Lasso Games. It's a tarot-inspired card game. Oh. It helps the GM and players collaboratively, collaboratively create all the important details for their TTRPG campaign. Two minutes of R&D for your RPG. Hmm. Why is it research and development? I don't know. Include, uh, you create important details for your campaign, including key locations, okay. character creations, and setting conflicts. So I guess it's sort of like a card-based version of Microscope? Right. Uh, Microscope is like a world-building thing. So I've never had the opportunity to play it, but that's what I hear it does. So, well, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the Altered Carbon RPG is coming to an end. Ah. Uh, ends on Wednesday, March the 4th. That must I don't be think any, any description, but yeah. I think people know what it is. Did you see it on TV? I've read the book. I've seen the first series on TV, I haven't read the book. It's just about to hit £200,000, yes. whatever that is in dollars, and it's got 11 days to go. So, yeah, it's done very, very well. Okay. Uh, and we've got Black Sad, the role-playing game. Black Sad. This is a comic by uh, Juan Diaz Canales and Wanjo... Guanido, I really, really apologise for utterly mangling those names. Oh, uh, which ones? Oh, yes. Juan Diaz Canales, Juanjo Guanido, I think. But yeah, that's basically what you said, so yeah. Good effort. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't try to put on a Spanish accent. But... <laughs> well, that's just what you were saying. Where was I? Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's a noir fiction world set in the early years of the Cold War, uh, but it's got anthro. Anthropomorphic, let me say that word, anthropomorphic animals, a black cat named John Blacksad who works as a detective. Right. Yeah. So if you want to play anthropomorphic detectives in the Cold War. Then Bish Bosh Blacksad has you back. Yep. Are they, are they funding, I suppose? Or are, they fu- are they funding? Funding, yes. Well, they're crowdfunding, they're Yes. They're, yes, they're, they're funded, yes. Funded, yes. yes. Uh, so they are available. Yeah. Oh, Hunter. Until the visual second edition, yep. yeah, that's coming to an end. We mentioned that last week. Oh, when's that finish? Uh, Thursday, March the fifth. Ooh, I'm and so tempted. We've got the Advanced Occult Guide, a Starfinder compatible project by Rogue Genius Games, and it's on nice. Thursday, March the fifth. Nice, nice, yeah. And that's it. That's I like it. the cover for it. Very cartoony. Yeah, it's it, it, it that's fits within the part Starfinder ethos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, that's Kickstarter news. Right, yeah. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, go and pack the hunter mm. uh, at some point. Right. The ethereal looking elven lady glows in the moonlights. Greetings. I'm Lothrelian Drabar. Greetings, Lothrelian Drabar. Lothrelian Drabar. Lothrelian Lothrelian Drabar. Lothrelian Drabar. My name is Lothrelian Drabar. How many apostrophes does it have? Fair point, just call me Lothra. Uh, greetings, Lothra. Uh, we were told you have an important quest for us. Indeed I do. In millennia past, there existed an ancient cult of rat worshippers called the Hermetic Communion of Van der Galagric Motef. Oh no. That story incoming. 
<clears throat> I'm going to count the apostrophes. That's five so far, plus four for Lost Round Mix Nine. They were led by the Grand Ecclesiast Morana Chitiviva Bon Anzero. Fifteen. In the winter of the year of Endless Doom. Grand Ecclesiast Morana Chitiviva Bon Anzero broke the seal of Inchaltor using the sacred scroll of Hel Nativor Klongon. Twenty. As his compatriot, the elder cleric Zin 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 Barro of Gawendilanta betrayed him. Twenty six. And slew him using the crown of Gilastabor. Thank you, Bob. How, many, how much more of this is there? I'm getting nervous in the first millennium. Well, what millennium is it now? The 17th millennium, of course. Did you not read the campaign documentation? I, I counted the apostrophes in it. There were 462, not counting possessors, which I guess are fair enough. Oh. Uh, we digress. So anyway, the greater demon in Charlie Barrox got wind of this and sent his minion, the arch necromancer, oh, to obtain the crown of Gilastabor, for this would free him from his eternal vigil upon the darkened peak of his Rey Mataringathan. Hold on. What? Hold on. Hold on. What? what? Back up a bit. Back up. Uh, what did you say that name was? In Chalibaro? No, 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 the other one. Is Rey Mataringathan? No, 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 not that one. Gilastabor? Uh, no, no, the, uh, the arch uh, necromancer bloke, him. Oh, uh, Paul. Yeah, him. Paul. What about him? Well, he has no apostrophes in his name. Oh, true enough. In fact, his name is only one syllable. What? Well, might I wholly suggest that all this turgid backstory full of unpronounceable names and apostrophes would be drastically improved if everybody follows Bob's naming convention? I guess I could try that. Okay, there goes. In the millennia past, there existed an ancient cult of rat worshippers called Rat Club. They were led by Jane. In the winter of the year of endless doom, Tom broke the seal of Dave using the sacred scroll of Mike. But his compatriot, that all the elder cleric Chaz, betrayed him and slew him using the crown of Karen. The greater demon Steve got wind of this and sent his minion, the arch necromancer, up to obtain the crown of Karen. For this would free him from his eternal vigil upon the darkened peak of Jeff. Ah, that's so much better. So, after 17 millennia of backstory, what's the mission? Oh, uh, you just have to go to this place and get the same. Uh, you get 500 gold, there's some gold. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We just wanted to mention our Patreon. Peter, are you familiar with our Patreon? Oh, is it uh, patreon.com slash Morris? Yes. M-O-R-R-U-S. At patreon.com forward slash Morris, you can find our Patreon, which is what pays for our podcast and buys yes. us all these wonderful microphones and yes. mixers and other little bits and pieces. And wires, so many wires. And all these wires. Uh, we have a load of wonderful Patreon backers at the moment. And yes. those backers get... We cherish you all. Yes, we do cherish them very much. And those backers yes. get bonus content every single week, just as a thank you for uh, for backing our Patreon. And because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark, they also get to like talk to us in our Discord channel, which is pretty good. Mm. And we sometimes even deign to answer that. Uh, but even more importantly, when we have guests coming onto the show, they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests. Mm. Um, and then we will pass on the questions that we think we 
our guest will answer. So please, if you do enjoy the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Morris. Link will be in the show notes. Yes. And support us, even with just a dollar a month. Every little, every little bit helps. Okay, um, yes. so I'll take a bit of a week. Shall we get on to that? Yeah, we should. Ready? So, our topic of the week is a somewhat selfish topic. Oh. Soul space, the Spartan Gambit. Well, if you can't advertise your stuff on your own podcast, where can you do it? Ooh, so, you are holding in your hands a proof copy of Soul Space, the Spartan Gambit. That's it's got a nice, not for resale. Yeah, across the front of it there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. It's come out pretty nicely. I'm very, very pleased with it. So, um, for those who don't know, Soul Space of Spartan Gambit is, uh, it's basically Die Hard on a spaceship. Yeah. And it's coming to Kickstarter on March the 3rd, and it will only be on Kickstarter for one week. So it's a quick starter. There's going to be a real quickie, real quick one. No. So half and half and half. Yeah. Yeah. Which will save your grey hairs from going through. Yes. Yeah. Even part of that. I've got something in my beard here. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's good. So this book contains um, an introduction to the Soul Space setting. Yeah. Which is uh, set in the 23rd century. I always, I always have to think carefully. It's tw- it starts in 2296. So that's 23rd century. Yeah. 23rd and 24th century. There's, there's this union of worlds yep. it's not it's not quite a federation in the same way as Star Trek is it's more yep. it's more like the United Nations everyone's mm-hmm. still got their own sovereignty it's not one big political body mm-hmm. but um, there's this sort of uh, yeah. EU style union between them yep uh, and there's the United Space Force uh, which uh, all of these worlds uh, by treaty put money into mm-hmm. and they create this independent United Space Force which is responsible for peacekeeping uh Colonizing, exploration, defense, uh, law enforcement, and all that sort of stuff. Is it massively underfunded? It's not. It's very well funded. Excellent. Uh, yes, it's the exact opposite to the EU. It's like what the uh, EU. The, are you trying to say UN? Or. No, the EU and the UN. Okay. Because they do talk, sometimes talk about an EU military, don't they? Yeah, just as a cost saving measure. It's very speculative. So this go, includes an introduction to that setting. Yeah. Uh, it includes rules for creating United Space Force officer. Yeah. Uh, all the different careers and things that you're going to need. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing a what's always new game, what's his wing power? Yeah. Uh, uh, it includes details on the USF Copernicus, which is an Endeavour Class Nine, uh, Class Eleven um, uh, heavy cruiser, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. exploration starship. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, every single deck of that ship has been mapped. Uh, every well, single deck. I, 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 I'm, I'm looking through, there's a good 14 pages of player facing material to get people going. It's like a primer, welcome to Soul Space. Then you've got uh, the actual adventure itself, I think, which is more in the style of a plot points from Savage Worlds. So you're not given detailed briefings for what should be done at every point, which means probably wise, then that means... Well, essentially it's a dungeon call, really. So it, basically we've got every deck mapped. Well, yeah, you've and got... And what's like, in that deck. Is that... Is that that's 29... Is that 30, 29 pages of technical schematics mm-hmm. where you've got, 
like these lovingly rendered little maps and details about everything on every page. I, this is, I mean, I'd say this book probably worth it for technical schematics alone. They're really good for us. So what's basically happened yeah. is a Spartan um, Spartan terrorists have taken over the ship oh. and the uh, PCs are on a way team and they're down on the planet yeah. doing some scientific stuff. They return to their ship to yeah. find that it's been taken over by Spartan terrorists. Awkward. And basically they have to basically crawl through duckways and up lift shafts and oh. take the ship back. Yeah. Sort of John McLean style. Absolutely. And then we've got an alertness track for the Spartans as they become yeah. As you kill more and more Spartans, they're going to become more and more aware that you're there and the patrols are going to increase and their response is going to be a little more uh, yeah. direct. They're like, where did Bob go? Exactly. <laughs> he was here a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and then uh, you call it through different decks and some of the decks have different problems. And Like uh, in the science labs, there's uh, a bunch of specimens of creatures. That's a convenient plot device. Some yeah. specimens of some dangerous creatures and... Um, uh, due to the current situation, they've gotten out, so they're in the ship. Oh. So you've got to worry about a nanobot swarm in the computer core and uh, a Kremlin beast in the waste reclamation deck and yeah. all this sort of stuff. And, and a xenomorph is wandering around the mess hall, I think. A xenomorph? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it's just ruining your day. Are these are these the xenomorphs from, um, was it Somerset Some Yeah, Landing? xenomorphs are from Somerset Landing. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so every single deck is mapped, and you basically crawl around the decks, and basically you got to take the ship back. Yeah, and you got another couple of pages of NPCs, and then there's four pre-generated NPCs in the ground. Ah, of yes. course, you got the fools for creating your own. Oh, of course, yeah, because you got your own officers if yeah. you would rather do that. Yeah, uh, but you still got plenty of allies and foes, which is another ten pages. Then, mm-hmm. so, yeah, all in all, it's what about uh, sixty-six pages. Mm. Yeah, but. Yeah. Well, so, so all those maps, yeah. not only do you get uh, the maps in the book, obviously, right. everybody also gets the image files. Right. So they're a one inch scale grid size. Yeah. Uh, so they're, you know, sort of like 30 inches by 20 inches or something each. Yeah. Big, ish, mm-hmm. and a big uh, PNG file. Yeah. That's a great big thing. And they'll just get a, a zip file just full of those and they yeah. can use them, uh, print them out. They uh, can use them on virtual tabletops. Yes. You can do what they want with them, basically. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, it's not just a map. You don't just have to use them out of the book. You mm-hmm. have the actual originals. Yes. Um, do you print off or... Yeah. I know whenever, whenever we do something, uh, yeah. people who use virtual tabletops ask. Yes. And, well, there we go. Well, it's good. It's thirteen Deck maps. Uh, One-inch scale grids. Yeah. There, there is something I feel that's very important that is missing from the book. What's that? So, uh, letting people know about the podcast. Oh, you think I should put that in there? It doesn't have to be big. <laughs> but just, just so people know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so it is. It's nice that they know that the um, the creator exists and has opinions on things. I have no opinions on anything. That's well established. So I've, put up, I've also put up a web page for Soul Space itself to set up. Oh, nice. It's literally a single page. Mm. Um, just make it nice and simple and clear and just introduce the setting to people. And you can find that at WoinRPG, W-O-I-N-R-P-G.com forward slash Soul Space. S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E. Yes. Soul Space, all one yeah. word. Yeah. And that just gives you a sort of like quick little introduction to what Soul Space is and then a link to this Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, just for a bit more information, uh, and but that's not all. Wait, so, there's more. So we've got so we've got this book. Don't go all Billy Mason for us. 
this is this book is uh, an adventure yes. and an introduction to a setting. Yes, all in one. Nice. However, there are other books. Yes. So there's there are. there's the Cornwall book, obviously yes. the uh, Wayne Howard, Hot Soldiers, New Powered, um, New Science Fiction RPG. And if you want that, you can get something humble bundle. If you're quick, do it before midnight. Or you can pick it up in this Kickstarter. Oh, nice. Uh, you can also pick up a number of other books which are soul space based. None of these do you need to play this adventure, apart from no. the Cornwall book. No. You need a you need a what sort of new Cornwall book. Yeah, yeah. But um, the rest of them it's all gravy. Yeah. It'll all add to your experience, but you don't need them. So we've got yeah. a Galactic Sentience catalogue. Yeah. And that contains sixty oh. odd alien races, I alien do species. Like Galactic um, so you can play with snake people or rat people or uh, different types of androids or you can play changelings or holograms. Or so the whole party is rats and you're basically rats on the walls trying to take yeah, them back. Yeah. Or uh, solurials which are basically plant people. May try and take the ship back but very slow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's about 60 odd different races there. Insectoids and uh, non-carbon based life forms and all okay. this stuff. Mm. Um, you know, basically to add to the uh, five or six that are in the core book. Right. Uh, there's the uh, Starship Recognition Manual. Always important. Uh, so this book, Star Space Department, yeah, it contains the yeah. stats for the USF Copernicus, which is an endeavor yes. starship. Yes. The Starship Recognition Manual has, you know, dozens and dozens more ships. Right. From, you know, massive battle cruisers down to... The teeny tiny rock hoppers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All sorts of stuff. Um, there's uh, two location books called The Moons of Boria, mm -hmm. which is uh, one of the core races is the Boreans, which are space dwarves, I guess. Um, yeah, 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 I remember that. And they live, in, uh, they live on the 47 moons, which orbit a massive gas giant. Uh, and mining away. Yeah. Uh, there's the Holds of Bendelia, mm -hmm. the uh, Bendelia with a kind of like, uh, how do I describe it? Elven stroke, Vulcan stroke, Mindari. Uh, it's sort of congonk. It's what combination of those three Imperial and like, you know, like human, but better. That's, that's all we're there. And you get pointy ears and you're bald. Hey. Yeah. And you're good at martial arts and you've got psychics. Of course, why didn't I think that? So. Especially if you take a Vulcan and a Mindari and an elf and you put them into a blender, that's exactly what you're going to get. After they've been reconstituted, <laughs> yes, yeah. why it's sort of a red green mess. Yeah, so there's work detailing um, their home world, yes. which uh, they colonised a few hundred years ago after their own world died. Right. They got into these great migration arcs and travelled across the right. galaxy okay. and arrived kind of in salt space and settled before, long before humans got space travel. Yes. So they're a bit more advanced than we are. Yeah. They're a couple of hundred years ahead. So it's like okay. in the 1800s or something, they uh, colonised Benjamin. Okay. And they've been there ever since, out there in the Beehive Cluster. And one thing about Soul Space, which I really like, is uh, all the stars are real. Oh, right, yes. I was saying they're based on actual astronomy. Yeah, so yes. when I designed the setting, I okay. took astronomical maps. Yes. Maps from astronomy. Yes. I took, I, I took them. Star charts. Uh, yes. And I used those to create Soul Space. So, you know, you, if you look at the map of Soul Space, every star on there, Mm -hmm. Is an actual every every nebula every mm. uh, beehive cluster where Vendelier is is a real place right out there in space. Uh, I've been there personally and I checked each one as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been to each one. Chill, chill out with your uh, yeah. all the Mandari yeah. friends. Yeah. So the Fidans right. are from a uh, from a planet called Fidax, which orbits uh, for more hot. Ah yes, yes, nice. She's a Sahi Mayburn. There we go. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's not it's not beautiful, but yeah. 
Yeah, and that's all coming to Kickstarter on yeah. March the 3rd for one week. And you can oh, pick up this soft space book yes. for 20 quid as the soft cover or 10 quid as the PDF. Yeah. And you can pick up just that, mm-hmm. or you can pick up that and the core rules, no. or you can pick up that and the core rules and a bunch of other stuff. Yes. Um, I don't think you can just pick up the other stuff. You have to pick up Soul Space because otherwise no. there's no point having it in a Kickstarter. But no. it's a Soul Space Kickstarter. Um, um, you, you can put the other stuff as well. Yeah. I mean, if, if people are like, oh, okay, well, I'm not sure if we're about Soul Space, but you know what I really fancy? I fancy some of this exciting generic system. Well, what, what, what is quite useful is those maps. Yes. So those maps will be very nice. The first here yes. for 10 quid, mm. you either get yes. a PDF. Yeah. Of the Spartan Gambit and the maps for free, yeah. or you get the maps for ten quid and the PDF for free. You can choose how you look at it, but for ten quid you get both. Yeah. So one of them is free. I'll let you decide which one is the free one, depending on which is the one that you really want. <laughs> which is the one that you <laughs> the one that you, the one that you wanted most isn't free. <laughs> I mean, it's got thirty pages of Starship maps in, and yeah, they look pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, what to say about it, really? Um, Coming to Kickstarter, first uh, March. Yeah, that should, 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 should. Well, Die hard on a spaceship. Got yeah. a trailer and everything. Trailer yes. is awesome. Uh, well, I mean, as usual with one of your books, it's very nicely split into different sections with colour coded charts at the top to help you keep track of where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some pretty nice artwork in there. Yeah, and um, yeah, all in all. Like good production values, so the plan is get, because obviously it's ready. Mm-hmm. You have the copy in your hand. Yeah. So as with all of my Kickstarters, it yes. will be fulfilled immediately yes. on. Oh. Yeah. So basically, what happens? Kickstarter will end. PDF yes. will go out immediately. So the Kickstarter end on the Tuesday or the on the Monday. On the Monday, seven days. Right. Yeah. So Tuesday, uh, yeah, Tuesday the third of March through to the following Monday. Right. With you. Yeah. Uh, month, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, so what will happen is on the Monday, yeah. when the Kickstarter ends, yes. PDFs will go out straight away. Yes. That always happens in my Kickstarters. Yeah. Straight away, you have the PDF. Yeah. Uh, the, and I then put in the print order, yeah. uh, and that takes however long that takes. But it's, I don't know, there's, there's a two-week gap where I, uh, I have to get addresses and yes, yeah. everything off people and mm-hmm. their funds have to put in on that. Then I put in the print order, right. and then they get shipped to the, straight to the straight to the. Yeah, I mean, I suppose one of the big things that always puts me off about Kickstarters is is postage costs. Mm. So basically, a lot of times I'm looking at, if it's something that looks like it might be heavy, I look at it, it's like, oh, that's in US dollars, I'm going to be paying the same again. Yeah, well, because because this is a smaller Kickstarter and it's only yeah. a one-week one, it's not, yeah. um, it's not one of our big, big ones. No. I'm not doing a, a sort of massive, massive print one. No. Um, so it, there's going to be a print-on-demand print run, which basically means mm-hmm. that because it's done through drive-through RPGs, lightning source, print-on-demand yes. people, uh, they'll mm-hmm. be shipping from somewhere. There's one in uh, the UK, yep. so everyone in Europe is covered. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one in America. Yeah. I think there's one known towards Australia. I'm not sure. Okay. I think there's one in Australia. So, so basically, it's the case that if you're local mm-hmm. to... I'm by local, we'll be on the same continent. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, like, you know, yeah, that's right, relatively local, then um, you won't have to pay international shipping. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which I think is nice. So that is one of the nice things about print on demand no. from drive through is, yeah, international shipping is not so I much. think that's a big selling point. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, obviously, it's a bit extra, but yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the problem with printing on demand is that printing itself costs a lot more. Yeah. But that one, that's, is that print on demand itself, that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Decent quality. Good times. Yeah. I guess that's it. Done. Yeah. That's great. It was great. That was great. It was great. Well, I thought we were getting good at it. Well, we can't think of anything to say, wouldn't we? <laughs> We've got Souls Waste Sparkling down between Hey, so next week we've got Don coming back on. Oh, oh good. Uh, so Don from Cupid was seven because yes. last time we spoke to him about half of what he said, he couldn't hear. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was really interesting. I could hear him. Yeah. And the rest of the time, like, yeah, he just had technical problems. Oh, okay. Otherwise, we, I mean, all three of us had technical problems. Yes, it's true. I thought I was, I, like, when we started, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. Were you, 15 you, minutes were you, you, you muted your microphone? I did meet my microphone and go through. Don, we basically just couldn't hear half of what he was saying. That's true. And me, my computer froze partway through. Uh, I think at one point Don had to stand up and deliver a ration <laughs> yeah. to us just because of the weird angles that was going on. And then he had to hide then he had to hide his microphone behind a book. Yeah. So it was a bit like we were doing uh, a game session with yeah. a very short GM. <laughs> so there was a whole bunch of stuff we didn't get to didn't come out in that podcast. So what will we be covering? Uh, so the, the main focus is going to be Enemy Within. Nice. Uh, and then they've got their big, big... Um, That's so a Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. 700 quid collector's edition coming out. It's massive. Wow. I know, blimey. That might be in a money for the most expensive. I don't know. That uh, was pretty, pretty big. It's, it's, it's up there. It's way more than Invisible Sun. Wow. And that was... That, that was a lot. lot. That's more than those people in Wim's things. Do you get like an, do you get an actual rat man to carry this stuff? Well, I reckon so. I yeah. hope so. Uh, oh, so that, more things playing. Oh yes, forty k. Yes, rat and glory and Sigma. Age of Sigma. Age of Sigma. So oh, those yeah. three things are the main subject we're going to be covering next week. I should, I should look forward to that. It should be exciting. Yeah, you have to bone up on them all. There. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. I guess we're done. Yes. Well. Thank um, you all for listening. Thanks. Thank you, Peter, for coming. You're very welcome. And we have yes. recorded half of this. Yes. We stopped at the end of the news. Yes. But the sketch and the news are on video. I don't know how much of that, if any of that, will ever make it into public consumption, but just be aware that it has been done. No, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really know what it looks like. We've had a quick squeeze at my phone, because literally it's on my iPhone. But there you go. Well, yeah, hello. Um, we'll see how it works. And whether Daryl can work his magic. He's a good editor. He's had my trust over the past, I don't know, 88 episodes. Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here, shall we? What is possible sound? All right, then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it.
I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.